0: Welcome to the Tej Talks Podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tej Talks Podcast. Podcast. Now I've been away for a little while. Well, I haven't physically been away. I mean, yeah, Magaloof, take me. But I have not been doing many guest interview podcasts, uh, just because, yeah, like, yeah, whatever's life. So I'm back on it. I have just recorded two right now. Uh, one with a communication coach, and that was incredible. And one with a developer or investor who started off doing a lot of buy-to-sa stuff which actually got him financial freedom a lot quicker than the usual buy-to-let route. So that was a really different and interesting discussion, which gave us a few different points and opportunities that beginners may look at and say, huh, maybe I should do that instead. And then next week I've got yeah, loads of epic, epic podcasts with people you've never heard of and people you've hopefully heard of and yeah, a real big mix. And obviously you may or may not know me and Uncle James from the Property Duo series, are launching our own networking event. So I've just finished off at PPN Knightsbridge. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of what this podcast is about. It's not about the event. It's more about the lessons learned from the speakers as as the title and whatnot show you. But we've just finished that event. Uh, we've had a good two two years there, me and Pepper. I mean, obviously, most of it has been uh, in lockdown, which is, you know, great. Just cost us money. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, James and I are starting our own event called The Property Event. The Property Event. Bah, 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 bah. Boom. Another one. Um, and that's going to be really good because it's going to be different to every other event. We're doing it twice a month. One is going to be a live podcast session where you can heckle and throw stuff at us, not tomatoes, because I like tomatoes. And the other will be a traditional kind of networking event with a speaker. However, we're not just picking any old. I do property and you buy five of them and you buy... No, no, we're picking people who are good communicators and good public speakers. Everyone will be getting trained before they step on that stage. It's not going to be a sales fest. It's going to be awesome people there, 50 to 80 people twice a month. And it's going to be in London. And listen, all these property events, you know, in their shitty little basements of hotels, yeah? No, listen, I'm sending for all of you. <clears throat> I'm sending for all of you, yeah? Because listen, mate, that's rubbish, isn't it? We're gonna. The venue we have is fire. When I say fire, I mean it's so hot that it's just you're all gonna walk in and be like, "No, nah, is this actually a property networking event? It's not in a basement. It's not stuffy. The chairs are actually comfortable. It's mad hipster, and there's some really nice food places around it as well. So, who wants to buy me dinner? You can. Uh, sugar daddies. So, the venue's fire, and you know, actually, because the venue's so funky and got so many different uses, the way the event's structured physically. And then also actually just the kind of general structure and timings and agenda is going to be totally different. And we've got, you know, a 10-person limited mastermind that's going to happen about an hour before every networking event. Uh, so yeah, let us know if you're pre-interested in that. But look, the networking event is coming very, very soon. You know, London, I don't know what's going on, obviously COVID, but I just noticed there's a lot less networking events in london i don't know if i'm missing something and maybe it's just covid and people are still kind of coming back from it but yeah i just noticed there's a lot less uh and yeah things seem to be sort of shifting in the space so we're here to take it over and we're not you know we're not just doing one event in terms of this location we are going to be growing it bigger and bigger maybe even globally maybe even be in dubai you know big up up d and adam my dubai dubai models uh you know who knows? But we've got big plans for it. You know, we're setting it up at the moment. We've got our VAs, we're training them. It is really exciting. I like setting up businesses. I don't like running them, but I like setting them up. So that's happening. So yeah, please do send me a DM if you're interested in coming to the event. Uh, the website is almost done. In fact, I should be making it now, but here I am making a podcast. Uh, I will send you a link to sign up to the mailing list. I think we've already got, oh, I think we're like four, five hundred people uh, already on the kind of mailing list. So there's, you know, and we've got eighty spaces twice. Well it's like 74 spaces technically uh twice a month so you know the chances are it's going to be oversubscribed and we won't really have tickets on the door most times uh so yeah please do get in touch if you want to kind of be on that list or, or kind of look to join our annual membership but look, it's all early days but we're getting there and we hope to start in september so uh now i've said it we be bloody better let's talk about last night's event so we had two speakers there two very different speakers you know you've got the wild unfiltered j anthony howard of 18 years of property experience who you've heard on my podcast and you have kaz or kazim or property by Kazi, who is the romantic developer who brings the source who's calm and collected and they both do different things you know kaz does refurbs to put it simply he he takes a property the whole way jay does not He tends to get it and flip it. He's a trader, so he doesn't tend to build things out. It's more like adding value and then getting rid of it. Both have their merit and both make a lot of money in very different ways, and both have different skill sets that suit them. But because these speakers are both so different in their communication, how they come across, I think it made a really good event because you know they were both they just they just added such different vibes to the room and said it in such different ways. And everyone loved them both, you know? And they had so much to offer within their respective kind of uh, approaches to property. But one of the really important things, and what i want to share with you today is, is a few of the lessons from them. The first one is multiple exit strategies. Now, you know this. I've told you this a million times, right? Your deal has to have different exits. and And the best way to secure multiple exits is to do your due diligence and buy good deals in good areas, but also, and I suppose this is another point, is to make profit when you buy. What does that mean? You buy it for 100. You get an estate agent round or you know that if you listed it as is today, you could list it for 115 and probably get 115. That means you've made profit and equity on purchase, right? Because if you can't be asked, you just get rid of it. There's your profit. But obviously, if there's profit in it as is, that means there's profit in it when you're finished a refurb, even more. It means there's profit in it when you've got planning, even more because you've already locked it in from day one now this is a big big thing and it's something you know when you rush into property and you don't get yourself educated properly and don't have the confidence you won't you know kind of buy the right i mean it's, it's never a perfect deal but you won't buy the right deal and you won't secure profit at purchase because i suppose if you look at it from a safe perspective you bought you bought the property something happens to your family you can't do it you need the cash for something else you are changing investment area or approach but you're like, oh God, I have to do this refurb to actually get the profit or you know. It's nice to lock that in from day one, right? It protects your investors too, you know. If they're giving you hundred percent of the funds, well you've you've got equity you know, you've got equity and profit on top of that. That is kind of security, because if they repossess you, then they're getting some more money back potentially. Or at least their money back. So, you know, getting BMV deals is actually something you should be talking to your investors about and how it can, in certain situations, you know help them because there's there's money in this deal already but having different exit strategies you know you're going to sell it you can refinance it you know can you put it back in auction do you have to sell it on the open market could you sell you know a ready-made HMO could you sell it to an investor on a yield calculation or a per room basis you know you bought a block of flats well you know you're going to title split are you not you're going to make it into maison edge you're going to make it into mini HMOs are you going to what are you going to do with this you're going to sell them off you're going to sell some keep some and use that valuation to get a you know use that sales figure to get a really nice value on the others refinance it at top end and you know there's there's so many things you can do right in so many different ways that you know it, i frankly i think it's stupid to not have multiple exit strategies now i'm not saying they all have to be profitable i'm talking about exit you need to be able to get out of this deal and i don't know at the very least you know recover some you know recover most of what you spent safely right and you know it like, I think there's, there's, there's an ideal, right? You make money on profit, you make money after planning, you make money after this, you make money after that. The reality is on every deal, you're not going to have all of them. But if you can take some of them, you're going to protect your investment and your investors' investments much better. And who doesn't like a better deal and more profit? I mean, I think that's everyone. You know, the last flip I purchased, uh, I could have made, uh, what was it, 10 to 15 grand if I'd stuck it on the market. And in this market, I reckon I could have made a little bit more. That's doing no work, so you know that was a bloody good deal. And at the end of it, of course, there's huge profit and there's profit after this and that, and you know solving some issues. And so actually, that ticked quite a few of the boxes. But I've had deals before where it's like, yeah, this ticks two out of three or one out of three. It's like okay, but we've still got multiple exits, and I've had to use them before. I've been downvalued and I had to sell, or you know, I just couldn't. I just didn't like what it was. One of them I sold um again probably because of a down value actually yeah it was down value i had to sell it and there's some i've kept because it didn't sell you know because i didn't do the refurb well and this is why i say to you people go do my freaking e-learning learn how to do a refurb properly um and i had to keep them and they left in like 12 grand i didn't want to leave in 12 grand that's not me that's the reality but i'll actually tell you that unlike your favorite um, property trainers so that is super super important is multiple exit strategies right And if you're starting out, you're thinking, well, hold on a minute, what's all the exits? You need to find out what the exits are. And of course, it will vary from deal to deal. But there's obviously the general few, you know, refinance, sale, auction, sell it to an investor, blah, blah, blah. A lot of those are kind of the same strategy, the same exit, but in a different method. So what was the next thing I learned? The next thing I learned is that, and not I learned, I know this, but... You know, the people who say, "Eh, there's no deals on Rightmove because if it goes to Rightmove, then it's too late. I'm a bad man. I'll speak to the agents in it and they give me the deal straight away. No, you're not, man. You've got one agent who calls you. It's your uncle. Shut up. You know, those ones. I don't go on Rightmove. I get all my deals off the market. Listen, speaking to Kazia and he bought a deal on Rightmove. Now, listen, it had been on Rightmove for six months. I was embarrassed. Yeah, why didn't I find it first? Yeah, that's what we should have all felt in that room was like, it's been there for six months. It's been there for six months on the Right Move. Now, of course, that actually plays into it, right? Because there's motivations and, you know, the motivation of the of the seller changes and, you know, whatnot over time or we'll, we'll sort of become stronger. But it was on the Right Move for six months and I can't remember the exact number of profit, like amount of profit, but it was six figures and then some. I think it was like 180K. So now when someone says to you, there's no idea I might move and there's 180 grand a profit there for, you know, I'm not going to say it's straightforward, but he wasn't building a mansion and he wasn't doing some crazy new build listed area conservation madness. It was a, it was a refurb, which, you know, for him, he, he's great. He manages it. It's great. And for a lot of you, you're the same. You can manage a refurb and you can do it really well, or you can learn how to do it really well. But that was on Right Move, and I've spoken to you know people who've done new builds actually. Um, Mackenberg, Jamie, and James, uh, you know, well, they found a site on Right Move, and they built three bungalows at the back, I think, and basically knocked down <laughs> the house and rebuilt it, and and made you know again six figures, you know, like good good deals, and they were like, yeah, take it it's on Right Move, and actually they said that no one was even looking at it. So sometimes you get these deals, and you think, no, hold on a minute. It's too good to be true. And, you know, sometimes it is. People will try and trick you. Don't get me wrong. And yes, it's always good to get off-market deals and be direct to agent and be buddy-buddy with them and go for with them and all that shit. But at the end of the day, the deals are online. They are. For, for for most kind of strategies, they're online. You know, you've got to look at agents. You know, they'll mislabel stuff. Like Jay's looked at stuff like this. They'll mislabel it as, you know, a two-bedroom apartment when it's actually the whole freehold and there's two two-bedroom apartments. And then... You know what I mean, and, and some people won't investigate that further to say, "Oh, they're bloody selling a two-bed for that much." Oh, forget it. Next, I've done that before. Who knows what was hiding behind that? Right, move commercial. They might mislabel stuff and put it in there when actually you're like, "That's definitely not <laughs> that." And less people look at that, right? Less sort of run-of-the-mill homes under the hammer developers look at that. So, there are deals on the open market. Uh, there are great deals to be had on the open market. If and th- so this is the next thing that I learned is if you know how to add value. Now Jay is very very smart at this, you know. So Kaz does this quite primarily through say planning and then building it out. So conversions, loft conversions, basements, um, you know, converting houses into flats. Jay does the kind of pre stage where he'll get the planning, he'll get the uplift, get the permitted development, unlock something that someone else hasn't, short leases, legal issues, whatever it is, and then sell it on. But what what I really, really like about Jay is how he spots these. You know, he he bought a wall in Fulham, literally a wall um, for nine grand, I think. And it generates seven grand a year, or it used to. But anyway, he's doing some funky stuff with NFTs on this wall and art. And it's just, you know, stuff that you'd think, huh? What the? Oh, yeah, that's really smart. And he does this all the time, whether it's buying a commercial unit and, you know, getting a better covenants and leases in place. And that's it. Boom. The property, you know, the value is like, then gone 1.8 times higher, and I think you know being able to notice opportunities like that are uh, yeah um, they make a big difference um, because if you know how to add value, right? Like for example, if you if if you're a solicitor listening to this share, and you know when you see a seven year lease on something and it's got this that and the other blah blah, blah or there's some you know dispute with the neighbours or probate whatever. You were going to understand it and I'm going to be like, um, can someone read understand this for me? That is your opportunity, right? Like, you know how to fix that. That is your value that I cannot add until I understand that, you know? If you're, you know, I don't know, you're a surveyor and you go to the house and you see heavy subsidence and all this stuff, but you know it costs X amount to fix or like, actually, it's not even subsidence. It's just cracks in the render. Why is everyone getting scared? Or it's just, you know, the guttering is leaking into the floor and washing it away. And it's just, you can make money on things like that where others cannot. So if you have a skill like that or a job like that, use that. And if you don't, what's your excuse? Learn it, you know? Because, yeah, Jay's been doing it for 18 years. Kaz has been doing it for a while. But they started off not knowing what the hell they were doing. You know, they started off being like, well, what does that mean? What do you do with that? How do you how do you convert into flats? But they learned. And so it's on you to learn and i think that is really really important so yeah and you know i've said this on my instagram videos and i have said it for a while it's like look for the other the other ways of adding value you know we're all kind of uh fixed or fixated on you know the refurb which is fine and it's a great way to add value if you like working with builders which fuck me who does i don't think they like working with themselves But there are so many other ways in property you can add value for potentially less work and stress and headache. You may make less, you may make more, but there are so many different approaches, you know, and strategies. And this is why when you start out, you can get a bit lost because you're like, uh, which one do I do? And sometimes, you know, it's nice to keep your mind open to, hey, okay, well, this is, you know, a shop, you know, what's it called? Shops and tops. It's got a shop at the bottom, flats above it. Hmm what different things could I do here instead of, well, I do HMOs, so it's going to be a HMO. You know, I do flips, it's going to be a flip. There potentially is something else you could be doing and this is what they both look at in different ways. And of course, having a team of professionals, you know, planners, QSs, builders, whatever it is around you, you can really mitigate that risk and ensure that actually, yes, whilst you're looking at these different approaches, which you're not going to be an expert in all of them, at least you had the experts around you supporting you clarifying if your idea here can work so those are the main lessons from the last event that we had it was a really really good event uh if you missed out sorry uh, but of course like i said the property event is coming soon so of course please do come along to that but i hope these lessons got you thinking because i, I could see on people's faces in the room that they were thinking And the conversations we had afterwards, you know, because we were at the bar till like midnight, my dad was doing the photos. He was at the, he texted me saying at 2.30 AM saying, I've just got home. I was like, my guy's more lit than me sitting there having a drink. Um, But you know, this got people thinking and it definitely really inspired some conversations about, huh, should I be doing what I'm doing? Do I want to do something different? Or Hey, what could I be doing starting in property? So yeah, like I said, send me a DM. I'll get you on the property event waiting list. And I hope to see you and meet you soon. Also, my second book has been out. So yeah, Behind the Bricks on Amazon. 43 property investors are sharing everything. So go get it, Amazon. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.